Hey parents, Trusty Narrator here, and I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast from the creators of Who Smarted called Mysteries About True Histories. It's full of adventure, riddles, jokes. We even snuck some secret math into each episode, including the title of the show. If your kid likes to laugh and learn, then they're going to love Mysteries About True Histories. Out now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Smarty Pants, are you afraid of heights? It's okay. A lot of people don't love being high up. Fortunately, unless you're on a mountain, in an airplane, or in the talons of a giant hawk you won't have to experience super high altitudes. But close your eyes and picture this. You're way, way up in the air. Not 10 feet or 100 feet, more like 1,353 feet or 412 meters above the ground. A city stretches out around you, but the buildings look like toys that you built with Legos. (gasps) Feeling uneasy yet? What about this? The floor you're standing on is made of glass, so you can look straight down at the street below. Only the cars and trucks look like cupcake sprinkles, and people look like pencil points. You're so high up, time acts differently. Oh, and everything is swaying back and forth. Hey, buddy, you done yet? Don't hog the view. Okay, I'm moving. In case you haven't guessed, the place I described is a building. Not just any building, it's a skyscraper. And it's named that because, well, it's so tall it feels like it's scraping against the sky. This particular one was once the world's tallest building, Chicago's Willis Tower, which used to be known as the Sears Tower. About 1.7 million people visit the Willis Tower's observation deck, known as the Sky Deck, every year, to take in the breathtaking view. Uh Uh-oh. I think I'm afraid of heights. Relax, you're fine. Yeah, it feels like I'm standing in midair. That's because the sky deck has super strong glass boxes jutting out from the edge of the building, allowing visitors to see the view directly beneath their feet. Whoa, Uh, are we moving? And yes, the building does sway about six inches in each direction. 
But don't worry, it's perfectly safe. In fact, the building was designed to rock back and forth by as much as three feet. I've seen enough. Uh, Get me down. So how are skyscrapers built so high? Why do they sway back and forth? And does time actually go faster at the top? It's time for another whiff of science on... Who's smarted? Who's smarted? Who's smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone! We make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted! Do you live in or have you ever been to a big city? Maybe you've seen one on TV. What's one of the first things you notice? The museums, the restaurants, the smell. That's a lot of garbage. I don't know about you, but the first thing I notice about a big city are the things that make it feel so big. I'm talking about skyscrapers, buildings so incredibly tall you nearly fall over trying to look at the top of them. Oh, I think I can see my house from here. But here's the thing about tall buildings. Just when you think they've built them as high as they possibly can go, they build an even taller one. (gasps) Remember the Willis Tower in Chicago? I said it was once the tallest building in the world. And for a quarter century, it was. (sighs) But now, there are over 20 buildings that are taller with more on the way. Of course, the world's first tall building is nothing like the buildings of today. Scientists say it was built about 11,000 years ago in Jericho, in a region of the world called the Middle East. Compared to today's skyscrapers, the Tower of Jericho wasn't big, only 28 feet high, about the size of a three-floor building. That's not even as tall as a brachiosaurus dinosaur. The tower is now in ruins, but another ancient structure that was the world's tallest for nearly 4,000 years is still standing in another Middle Eastern country. Can you guess what it is? Here's a hint. The building is named after its shape. Is it A, the Great Circle, B, the Great Square, or C, the Great Pyramid? Did you say Great Pyramid? Nice! From ancient times to the 1200s, Egypt's 481-foot-tall Great Pyramid of Giza stood as the world's tallest structure. After that, several European cathedrals, including the Lincoln Cathedral in England, surpassed the pyramids with their great towers and spires. Then, in the 1880s, two famous monuments rose up and took the crown. First, in Washington, D.C., there was a monument built to the United States' first president. Do you know it? That's right, it's the Washington Monument. And shortly after that, the French topped the USA with a tower of their own. Any guesses? Why, but of course, it is the Eiffel Tower in Paris, or Paris. Now, have you noticed something about all these tall structures I've mentioned? None of them are buildings or skyscrapers as we know them today. That didn't happen until the late 1800s. Hey, Harry, what are we building? A pyramid? Another tower? Nah, a building. Oh, cool. But Harry, why is it called a building, even when we're done building it? Just build the building, Frank. For the buildings you see today to be built, there needed to be two breakthroughs in architecture. And architecture is the practice of designing and building buildings. The first was the development of steel in the 1860s. Steel was lighter and stronger than the iron and heavy stone previously used to make buildings. 
With the creation of steel frameworks, architects could design buildings taller than before. But getting people quickly up and down a tall building required a second invention. Any idea what it is? Here's a hint. Say you lived on the 30th floor of a skyscraper and you ordered a pizza delivery. Hello? Hey, yo! I got a hot pizza pie for some kids on 30. Ooh, pizza. Come on up. As you can imagine, the 30th floor is pretty high up. That's at least one full staircase for each floor. Ooh, here we go. Come on, Vinny. Wow, this is a lot of stairs. I've been walking for like eight minutes. I gotta be getting close. What? I'm only on 12? What do you think would help our delivery guy? A trampoline? A giant slingshot? Oh, 23. Almost there. Have you figured it out yet? Ah, made it. Here's your... Hold on. Pizza. Hmm, it's cold. Can we get a warm one? Oh, no, no way. No way. I quit. So what invention would have helped our poor pizza pal? That's right, an elevator. The first elevators began appearing in buildings in 1857. Wait, wait. You got an elevator? The invention of elevators made living in tall buildings practical. Ah. Now, at the same time all this inventing was happening, cities were growing. However, the amount of land to build on was limited. So instead of building outward, architects began building upward. The first modern skyscraper was born in 1885. Any guess where it was built? Was it A, Philadelphia, B, Chicago, or C, New York? Philadelphia may be the birthplace of America, but it's not the birthplace of skyscrapers. And New York might be home to some of the world's most famous skyscrapers, but it wasn't home to the first one. Chicago had the world's first skyscraper, called the Home Insurance Building. It's not around anymore. But if you could go to the top of it right now, you'd see not much. That's because the world's first skyscraper was only 10 stories tall. What? Back then, the word skyscraper was used to describe steel frame buildings 10 to 20 stories tall. Uh. These days, skyscrapers generally refer to buildings 40 stories or higher. New York City roared to the top of the Skyscraper Club in the 1930s with the Chrysler and Empire State Buildings. The Empire State Building was the first building over 100 floors and the first to be climbed by King Kong. For the next 40 years, New York was the skyscraper capital of the world until Chicago took back the crown in 1973 with the Sears Tower, known today as the Willis Tower. But, like we said, the Willis Tower is no longer the world's tallest. In fact, the world's tallest building is not in the United States. It's back in the Middle East. The Burj Khalifa, which opened 11 years ago in the United Arab Emirates city of Dubai, is 2,717 feet tall, nearly 830 meters. If you live in a typical two-story home, you'd need about 135 of your houses stacked on top of each other to reach the height of the Burj Khalifa. Whoa. It is equal to six Great Pyramids and over two Empire State Buildings. 
They better have an elevator. Burj Khalifa may be the tallest building now, but the competition is on. In nearby Saudi Arabia, they're planning to build the first skyscraper taller than a full kilometer, (gasps) which is 3,280 feet. And more record-breaking skyscrapers are in the works all over the world. It's just a matter of time. And speaking of time, does time really act differently at the top of a skyscraper than it does at the bottom? And why do these buildings sway? The answer to those questions, after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered. And all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com slash smarted. Visit IXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 
20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted. We said the city of Dubai is home to the world's tallest building. But what city has the most skyscrapers? Uh, New York. New York. Gotta be New York. Forget about it. Believe it or not, even though New York is famous for its skyscrapers, it doesn't have the most. <gasps> New York has close to 300 skyscrapers. Very impressive. But Hong Kong, China has more than 480. Whoa. And they're all rocking back and forth. So why do skyscrapers sway? Is it to calm people's nerves, like rocking a baby's crib? <laughs> to protect the building from earthquakes? Or to withstand high winds? Unfortunately, the rocking won't cure anyone's fear of heights. But the swaying will protect a skyscraper from earthquakes. And high winds. The tops of some skyscrapers can face hurricane force winds even on a normal day. Builders use flexible steel joints and other technology to allow buildings to move back and forth so they won't break or snap when they're hit with strong winds. By giving a building flexibility, it allows it to move back and forth to help stand up even to the shake of an earthquake or the winds of a hurricane. But could a building ever sway too much and topple over? Nope. A building's core is reinforced with concrete, steel, and other engineering technology designed to prevent too much movement. So the swaying is perfectly safe, even if it looks or feels a little scary. <sighs> Last question. Does time move faster or slower at the top of a skyscraper? According to the world-famous physicist Albert Einstein, time moves faster the farther you get from Earth's gravitational pull. Using high-tech clocks at the Tokyo Skytree, the second tallest structure in the world, scientists discovered time does move faster at the top of tall buildings. But only by four nanoseconds. So if you broke a second up into a billion pieces, a nanosecond would be one of those pieces. So even though time is moving faster, you wouldn't notice a difference. But you would notice your pizza is cold. Ayo, the elevator took forever. Super double shout out to superfans Kira and Logan in Green, Maine. We love that you love smarting to who smarted. This episode, Skyscrapers, was written by Dave Beaudry and voiced by Taya Garland, Adam Tex Davis, Brandon Bayless, and Jerry Colbert. Additional voices, technical direction, and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez. Lyrics are written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production. 